Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Hey, how y'all doing? Welcome to the Prophecy Zone. Um, this is Phil Armstrong, and we are going to be having an interesting show tonight. We have Fire Charger, and we're going to be talking about Bible prophecy uh, and uh, current events, the things that have been happening, and what he sees uh, as far as Bible prophecy is concerned. And um, that's going to be interesting. Um, I'd like to have him on again because. Uh, I wanted him to talk about his testimony. I would rather for him to do that a little bit longer than an hour. So we're gonna just we're gonna we're gonna talk about Bible prophecy today, and then um, maybe about a couple of weeks if he comes on again, we can talk about. Because I'm pretty much um, wanting to hear his testimony just current currently um, in the last couple of months, year, and uh, he has some inter- interesting things to talk about. Uh, also, we're going to have Rebecca Hollywood Scott, or Rebecca Scott. I don't know if she even likes to be called that anymore, but um, I'm, I'm, we're going to be talking about the Illuminati and the music industry. Uh, and uh, I just started uh, uh, my education on uh, the music industry and, and how the uh, secret societies have infiltrated um these organizations, um, music uh, executives uh, have sold their souls to the devil because they have to be the ones first doing it. And and then they try to pressure the uh, entertainers to do the same thing. Um, and uh, I, I want to do a show just, just uh, talking about uh, how the music industry is supposed to be selling their soul to the devil these singers like, you know, Nicki Minaj and all these people doing, you know, putting themselves on the altar. And then I wanted to com- combine it with um, Revelation 13 and how the Antichrist asked everybody to sell their soul. Because that's particularly what he's asking. Uh, he says, no, no man will buy or sell, sell. It's like a barter system. And in the uh, music industry, you're selling your soul for, for riches. Remember, Jesus was taken up to the mountain uh, to be tempted. And he asked him, the devil said, I'll give you all these things if you just worship me. And um, that's exactly what the Antichrist will ask people to do is to worship him, just like the people in the music business are worshiping him now. 
Uh, and look what they get. You, they get mansions and, and big houses and Rolls Royces, and what do you get? Because you're a peasant, you get nothing but the right to eat. Because that's how much that's where our society is, is going, is to a point where no man can buy or sell, and you, unless you have the mark on his right hand or forehead, then you cannot eat. So um, I'm going to quit mouthing off. I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And when I come back, fire charger. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Zone on Box Talk Radio. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTurnan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. tells NATO to stay away from Syria. <laughs> Just in that one headline, it speaks volumes. You go and you, and you if you stare at it long enough, you see Isaiah 17, you see Psalms 83, and you see Ezekiel 38 and 39. And we're going to be talking about that uh, with our, our guest. Um, Andy, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. How you doing? Doing good, brother. How you doing? Pretty good. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I actually got a night off in the middle of the week, which is a rare thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So uh, what you been up to, man? Uh, just been driving a lot, um, but I've also been uh, – oh, man, that's, I don't know. That's a loaded question because there's a lot going on. Uh, there's always something going on in my life. Um, yeah, I just went to Houston uh, over the weekend for uh, a training with uh, the Elijah Challenge. I don't know uh-huh. if anybody's heard of them, but I've, I've had some videos about their stuff on my channel. Yeah, and uh, I know uh, some of the church, you know, gets a little kind of on edge about this stuff, but been learning to kind of walk like the apostles. Uh, 
you know, seeing healing and uh, casting out demons and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to really get out there and, uh, you know, do what they were doing back then. Amen. Uh, I'm not seeing the big stuff. I haven't gotten anybody out of a wheelchair yet, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I have seen some, uh, I have seen some healing right in front of me, and it's, uh, I got to tell you, man, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um. Do you um so what what's been going on um in your life um what's been going on because I haven't I've been really you know I know you've been going through some stuff man um, you got a you got a testimony for us right quick you want to talk about yeah uh, started back in uh, in April um, found out my wife was cheating on me. And, uh, wow. you know, a lot, a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, I'm always trying to serve the Lord and, you yeah. know, always, uh, always got the Bible in mind, always had prophecy in mind, you know, so that, yeah. that's just, that's all I think about, all I talk about. Yeah. And, uh, she was more into the world and, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, she's a believer, but didn't have any faith and it just, I don't know, bottom line turned out we were just unequally yoked. And yeah. uh, as I went through that, I just I was fasting, and uh, uh, it just ended up that we ended up going separate ways. And one of the verses that I really leaned on was uh, that Romans eight twenty eight. Uh, All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Yeah. And uh, you know, as I as I was coming out of the fast, and as I was uh, you know really getting over all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, interesting things really started to happen. I was getting uh, I was getting accurate words of prophecy. I started seeing more in this healing and deliverance stuff. So uh, yeah. when you look yeah. at when you look at uh, the gospel where it says that Jesus did his forty day fast, I think it's in Luke. It talks about you know he was led by the Spirit. He was filled by the Spirit. You know, led into the wilderness, and after his forty day fast, he came out in the power of the Spirit. Yeah, so I really feel yeah. like you know after doing that fast. I've been seeing more of the power. I've been hearing more from the Lord. Uh, Amen. And I just, I, I really, man, in the last couple of weeks, uh, things have really gotten intense. I've been, I've been hearing a lot more from the Lord, seeing miracles face to face, and just, uh, He's been using me a lot more. And it's just, uh, wild stuff. So it's yeah. a shame that, it's a shame that my, my marriage failed. Yeah. But, you know, because I was released from it, the Lord's able to use me much more effectively, and uh, He's also He's also you know uh, healed my heart from it. Um, yeah, Amen. You know, you know how uh, you know it talks about uh, you know Jesus went around healing everybody of their uh, infirmities and everything. Well, yeah, you know, broken heart is uh, no exception. Yeah. I'm actually looking for a verse here. Uh, yeah, Psalm yeah. 147:3 says. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. So, yes. you know, he did that. He did that for me, and I was healed from her betrayal before we even went yes. to court. Before it was even filed. Wow. So, Amen. Yeah. Uh, wow. I, I've learned. I've learned from this that you really got to count the cost, and sometimes, you know, really walking with the Lord can cost you uh, anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well. Well. So you're doing better, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm thankful I still have a job and, uh, you know, still got a roof over my head and all these things. I just, uh, I'm just flying solo. 
Amen. Amen. Well, uh, God has things in store for you, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and, he, and he has a mission for us all. And yeah, just keep looking up. Keep keep listening for that, that trumpet song because it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Um, I, got a, I got a good one for you. Um, along with what you just said, I was uh, talking to some friends. Uh, this was maybe two weeks ago. And yep. we really we talk about prophecy, like nonstop. Uh-huh. And I was just getting tired of you know just the evil world around me. You see, just everything going on in politics and the world, and just everything yeah. just seems more evil every day. Yeah. So I was just I was telling this friend, I was like, man, I can't wait to get out of this evil world. You know, move on to heaven and see what this sinless life is like. Yeah. And you know, I said that to a couple people about wanting to get out of this evil world. And the yeah. very next morning, uh, you know, I prayed a little bit, opened my Bible, and the first thing I came to was uh, Galatians 1, 3, and 4, just saying, uh, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age. <laughs> Yo, wow. <laughs> he was telling me, yeah, he was telling me, man, I'm going to deliver you from this present evil age. Just hold on yeah. to it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just be patient, yeah. yeah. I was looking at the scriptures, um, and my mind is kind of um, shocked from preparing for the show, for this show, but I think it's John eight thirty six something like that. It was talking about, um, it could have even been Luke, but it says, in your patience possess ye your souls. And I, and I, and I, and I kind of, kind of chuckle with that one because I understand where he's coming from. But at the same time, imagine being in a tribulation period and you're reading that verse. You're like, oh, come on, God, for real, <laughs> for real, God, you want me to have patience? To, <laughs> this is like, if well, I have, one, if I have one more animal chase me, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I thought yeah. about, uh, I thought about the tribulation. You know, if, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a solid pre-tribber. I know not everybody subscribes to that, uh, that belief, and yeah, I'm okay with that, but, you know, I'm a free tribber And I'm, I've just thought, you know, what if I were one of these people that were left behind? Yeah. I would get saved, and then I would go mouth off to a New World Order soldier or something and get my head taken off because there's no way oh. I would want to put up with seven years of trying to get killed. Yeah. I don't see any reason yeah. to try and make it. <laughs> I'd just be like, yeah. man, I believe in Jesus killed me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, you get to a point where you pray that the cattle truck come get you and slice your head yeah, off. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, when, never... it says that it, when it says that it's going to be worse than any other time, I don't see why anybody would want to, you know, try and make it through. You see all these, uh, a lot of post with all their MREs and M16s and all their survival gear thinking they're going to shoot their way through it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think yeah. so, man. That's There's no way. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So you've been keeping an eye on the UN meetings that just just we just had at the um, with um, the leader of Iran and and Obama and President Obama Absolutely. and uh, yeah, what what you think about that? Uh, man, it was like reading straight out of the Bible, you know, because yeah. uh, Ahmadinejad, the guy from Iran, was talking about uh, wiping Israel off the map. That's straight out of Psalms eighty-three. Um, and one thing that I really noticed, especially since the uh, the embassy attack in Libya, mm-hmm. uh, you know, since since that uh, embassy got compromised, you yeah. know, and that the ambassador got killed, yeah, 
when I listen to the news now, I hear peace and safety all the time. And I especially oh, know yeah. that during UN speeches. I mean, it's really like just coming on full blast. Where it's coming uh-huh. out of everybody's mouth. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, they say peace and security or peace and safety. Because when you go back to the Greek, uh, you know, uh, I think my, I think King James says uh, safety, but you go back to the Greek and safety and security are the same word. Uh, yeah. You know, but they're saying peace and security, peace and safety. Uh, they'll say they'll talk about peace or you know security separately, but it's just like so in your face now. And yeah. you know, most of the world has no idea what's going on. Oh no! But um, I think Netanyahu. Uh, I didn't. I didn't listen to his full speech, but he did say. Uh, wasn't he saying that he was expecting them to have a new by spring? Yeah, so, he was saying it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so if you if you consider their timeline, you know, they don't want to attack during the winter and they don't want to wait till spring. Yep. So what's that leave you with? Yeah. I'm, no. I'm kinda of uh I'm kinda of the opinion that I would think that he would want to um attack maybe before the elections. You know, I'm not like dogmatic on this, I'm not saying this is exactly yeah. how it's gonna play out. But yeah. I would say, you know, if he attacks before the election then he kinda of forces Obama to support him, because if he, you know, really throws him under the bus before the election, then that that turns off a whole lot of Christians, uh, the Jewish vote, and everything. Yeah, yeah so that would, okay. kind of, that would threaten his reelection. Um, yeah, somebody, somebody even hinted at the, the 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 maybe the chance that President Obama and President um, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu is putting up um, drama putting up a dramatical theater for everybody and, and their intentions was fully to attack um, before the election. Um, the reason why I say that is because it just seems like some of the stuff that, that Netanyahu is doing to, to uh, Obama is almost childish. I mean, I mean, you rather, rather believe the lighter of what I just said than the, than the former because, uh, that going to a uh, going to hang out with Jay Z rather than uh, talk to a a diplomat a a, a, a prime minister of a country, I mean you have to have a specific reason why unless you're just straight up ignorant. Um, and to have a, uh, Netanyahu go out out of the back door, which no head of state has ever went out the back door of the White House in the history uh, of, of of presidential politics. So I, I don't get that. What do you think about that? Well, about I did the a drama. video on it. You there? I don't know. We lost. Hey, Andy, you there? I think we lost him. Unless you lost me. <laughs> I don't have a chat room open, so I don't know. But anyway, uh, we're going to see if we can take care of that technical difficulty, and we'll be right back. This old house. I'm living in It's needing repair Window 
I don't know if Blog Talk Radio uh, has specific times when it goes berserk, or um, is it does it go for jerk when you have the message that needs to get out. I have no idea. Hey, bro, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? <laughs> All right, yeah, I can get you. <laughs> All right, All right. All right. Yeah, so. I, I think my Skype dumped me out. That was why. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, right, I so played Skype on that one. I don't think it was blog talk. Okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, what, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about this whole UN thing. Um, you know, Ahmadinejad said that, uh, you know, he wanted to eliminate Israel and all this stuff. Um, and we were talking about how they were just continually saying peace and safety. And, yeah. uh, you know, anybody that doesn't know that verse verbatim, you know, I really think that that is like one of the, the, the biggest time markers. You know, it says when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction will come upon them, like travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. So... When they're yeah. saying peace and safety that much, that tells me that the sudden destruction is coming up right behind it. Well, let me ask you a question, then. Uh, I think we talked about this on the last show. When the yeah. Bible says that the Antichrist shall confirm, confirm, that's like that's like you already have an airline ticket and you're just confirming that you have the ticket. Um, he shall confirm a covenant. Um, when it, when, I, when you tie it in with peace and safety, does that mean that maybe there there was a temporary peace agreement and then they start hollering peace and safety and then total destruction came and then a little bit later the Antichrist signs a seven year peace deal? I mean could that could that be what that really means? Well, the way that I understand it is that um I believe that all you know, when the restrainers taken out of the way, you know, when the church is raptured, I believe that's when Satan gets his green light and all this war just like breaks out. You know, yeah. Psalm 83, Isaiah 17, Gog, Magog, everything just goes nuts. Yeah. And then uh, I think all that's going to happen relatively quickly. I can't really put an exact time frame on it, but yes, I even saw yeah. an article saying that they expected the next war to be only 30 days or something. Yeah. But I, I expect the Antichrist to stand up, you know, out of all that war and be like, all right, fellas, let's cool this out. We got to, you know, we got to do this peace thing. And then then that's when he brings peace to the table. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I don't, I don't know if they agree to something prior to that, but I really don't think that the actual covenant comes until after this war. Um, yeah. You know, because then that's how that's how the Antichrist gets a lot of his recognition by you know making peace and wowing everybody with yeah. uh, his ability to solve problems and you know bring yep. uh, what seems to be reason and answers back to the situation. And look, yeah. at, look at how Iran looks at it. You know, they yeah. expect their Mahdi guy to show up after all the chaos. Yes, yeah, that's true. Uh, and another thing I wanted to say about the whole UN thing was uh, uh, I especially found what Obama said to be very interesting. He said, um, he said the future cannot belong to those who slander the prophet of Islam, right? Yeah. Well, if you recognize him as a prophet, well, Christians obviously don't recognize him as a prophet. To us, he's a false yeah. prophet, a false teacher. So he's saying that the you know the Christians and anybody else that doesn't recognize him as a prophet, that the future can't belong to them. Yeah. And then he also yeah. he turns around and says that you know we also have to hold people accountable for uh, 
uh, I forget what word he used exactly, but he said something like, those who slander the image of Jesus Christ. So he was always saying that, you know, uh, not to attack the image of Jesus Christ. He didn't say Jesus Christ specifically. So I guess he's just saying, well, if you see a poster of Jesus or you see a cross or something, well, it's against the law to defame that. But you can blaspheme them all day long if you want. (laughs) That's kind of the way he was saying it. (laughs) He's so subtle, man. He's so subtle. Yeah. Well, he he had uh, made the gaffe a couple of years ago where he said um, he was like um, my uh, Islamic faith. I mean, my Christian faith. I mean, remember that oh, when yeah, he was in the interview? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a uh, I saw an article just the other day where um, it was an interview from a little while back, and essentially he said, "Well, you know, I have my Christian belief and everything." But then in, like, the very next sentence, he was like, but I believe that there's, you know, many paths and people, you know, seek God in different ways. So Universalism? Yeah, something like that. He tried to say that he was a Christian, and then right behind it said that, oh, well, you can get to God however you want. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) That's like an oxymoron big time. Um. But, you know, that's the way he does everything, you know. He'll, he'll, uh. He'll say one thing and do another, or he'll, uh, you know, make it sound like something on the surface, but when you really pick apart his words, he's really saying something totally opposite. Yeah. So with with all of this, um, brother, with all of this, um, with the World War III, do you you see a uh, martial law, uh, total control system implemented overnight? Um, Absolutely. Um, Bank runs. Bank runs, yeah, uh, food scarcity. Yeah, okay. yeah, the whole the whole nine, man. It's all set up. Um, you know, when I was in the army, I was in from uh, '98 to 2006, and uh-huh. uh, you know, I guess back in the uh, back in the 80s, or maybe during uh, Clinton, uh, maybe during Clinton's presidency, I think they uh, they really downsized the military. Yep, and indeed. wonder, well, what did they do with all those army bases? Well, anybody who's really done their research on YouTube knows they turned them mm-hmm. into FEMA camps. Yeah. Uh, I fully believe that that stuff is legitimate. Uh, you know, people found it all over Google Earth and everything. Um, uh-huh. You know, they're all on railroad tracks. So I believe that that stuff is always placed. Uh, and... You know, I think that the Christians are going to be raptured out, but, you know, whoever comes to faith after that, uh, you know, they're definitely not going to come into line with this new world order because, you know, they're already pushing, uh, you know, they're, they're really uh, getting people mentally ready for the market. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can see that they've already got people taking it. It's in advertising. They're, they're, they're uh-huh. putting it in technology where, where it just becomes kind of like second nature where, oh, well, I can – I can swipe my phone across this thing and it has my payment information or... Yeah, isn't it cool? <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw another thing the other day. They said, oh, well, you know, if you got 135 passwords, all you got to do is put it in this chip and it'll remember all your passwords. You can just swipe your hand across your computer. Yeah. You know, so they're, they're integrating the technology into everything to just kind of get people used to it. So, well, we know uh, we know the military. We know the military had. I had a few ID cards with chips on it. Um, 
you know. Uh, and right now, the military also is working on those those uh, uh, field helmets, and where you can see, you know, it's kind of like Star Trek, or yeah. you know, uh, you know, where you can put the helmet on, and you can see data, you can see, you can see uh, what's behind another wall, you can see, you can communicate with all your uh, soldiers, and you know, if one if one fell, falls down a hole, and you. you you leave him, you know that he's not behind you. Turn around and get him. I mean, this technology is there, or you know, in the military, it's almost as if the military has been used. They even were talking about uh, putting a chip in some of the soldiers for various reasons. Yeah, I believe that uh, the military has really fielded a lot of this stuff to really get it get it ready. Uh, sometimes I think that was part of the plan of uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. You know, really to just uh, you know, get, uh, have an excuse to create the technology. You know, the yeah. whole drone thing came out of that. So now we've got uh, drones flying over yeah. America. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. so all these people that think that they can get their M16 and their MRE and go hide in the mountains, you can't hide from that drone, man. They got infrared. They got all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they've been fielding this technology. Even when I was in Iraq back in 2005, they had Blue Force Tracker, which, you know, puts all the uh, military equipment on a GPS so you can know where your, you know, you, you can know where your other units are, where you're, you know, it's not going to be like Desert Storm where uh-huh. there were so many deaths from friendly fire because the guy would see a tank on the horizon and he'd bug out because he didn't know who it was, so he'd light it up. <laughs> you know, so they wow. got the technology now where, you know, they got Blue Force Tracker, they got these drones, they got all kinds of, uh, uh, remote capabilities and everything. Uh, I just went through the airport uh, down to Houston this past weekend, and they sent me through one of those scanners. You remember when that technology came up where, you know, they got the pictures of all the naked people where they can see through your clothes and see all your goodies? Yeah. I'm sitting there holding my hands above my head, and I'm like, I hope you guys are enjoying the show. You know, they don't put it, they don't put it on, the, on the monitor. You know, they put a monitor up where you can see it, and they just show, like, these yellow squares where they suspect uh-huh. if you have something. But you know they got that technology. Yeah. Uh, every, everywhere you go, man, there are security cameras. Oh, and it's yeah. Like, sure. they, they, got them, they got them everywhere so much. They got, like, the little uh, the, the tinted shield over them so you can't see where the camera's looking at everything. It's like... They're everywhere so much that you don't even pay attention to them anymore. Oh, yeah, they, can be, they can be watching you everywhere, dude. Uh-huh, in your house, too. Right. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know how much they monitor on the Internet, but I'd imagine, you know, if you are speaking out against them, that they're probably collecting data on you and yeah. uh, seeing what you're doing. So the surveillance society is a total setup for the Mark of the Beast system and for the New World Order so that they can know that if you're not for them, that they're going to lock you up. Yeah. And they're going to make they're going to make you disappear. If you uh, want to resist them, then they're just going to make you disappear into a camp somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're going to gas you or cut your head off or whatever, but you're not going to participate in their society. Yeah, that's true. And you know Afghanistan and Iraq was also used for door-to-door uh, search and seizures, right? Yeah, but, you know, I was trained to do that kicking down door stuff. I never did it on the ground. I was always on a tank or something. But, um, yeah. I, you know, when I was in the Army, there's no 
no uh, officer or anybody that could get, convince me to go to an American town and go kicking <laughs> down doors of Americans and shooting yeah. Americans. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why you got to do these things like bring in the red. Foreign troops. Yeah. yeah, foreign troops. you gotta, yeah. you got to bring these guys that hate us already. So yeah, I know, right? These guys are going to be merciless. They're, you know, they hate our guts. Um, they've wanted to conquer us since, you know, the Cold War started. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't comply and get in their uh, cattle truck or whatever it is, they'll just shoot you on the spot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they have no mercy, no compassion for anybody. Nope. And uh, it's just, oh, man, I, it's amazing to me that people cannot see this coming. They're so busy watching TV, watching football, you know, doing mm-hmm. whatever they're doing, staring into their phones uh, on Twitter, talking to uh, Ashton Kutcher or whoever. I don't know. But, you know, people are <laughs> just wrapped up in everything except yeah, for well, the Bible prophecy that's just right in their face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the word of God talks about in um, Ezekiel 16 that it get in, that the real reason that um, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed was not necessarily homosexuality. That was just a, one of the symptoms. But um, yeah. it was mostly pride and fullness of stomach, and they did not give help. Yeah, idleness. They did not give help to the needy. Uh, in other words, self-centeredness is probably one of the reasons why. Um, and I and I and I pretty much agree with that. Of course, it's the Bible. I have to agree with it. I have no choice. But um, talk to me about China. You know, you know China and, and Japan and North Korea and South Korea starting to b- want to blow themselves out of the water. Especially no, uh, North and South Korea just came up out of nowhere. Um, nation should rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Elaborate on that for a second or two. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't studied too deeply into that, but I've had uh, you know just with digging around YouTube, I've run across people that have, you know prophesied things about you know China, uh, China and Japan going at it and things like that. You know they want to yeah. uh, China wants to take over that one island uh, uh, that's disputed and all these things, and it really just comes down to the wars and rumors of wars. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how that'll escalate. I really think if World War III starts, it would more likely be in the Middle East. But you can tell yeah. that you can tell that just as quickly as the Middle East erupts, that you know China, uh, North Korea, South Korea, Japan, all that stuff can erupt just as quickly. Where yeah. you'll you'll you know you'll see it quickly escalate into global war when uh, when the stuff erupts in the Middle East. You know, I fully expect that Russia is going to have their subs on the east and west coast, uh-huh. and they're going, to, they're going to nuke us because then we can't help defend Israel, and you know they want to take us out of the picture. Uh, you can't have a one world government with America sitting high above everybody else. We got to be brought low. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't really have a lot of input on the China Japan thing, but it really just comes down to the whole. Uh, the the horsemen of the apocalypse, you know, the horsemen of war is riding, and you know they have power over a quarter of the earth. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's potential that millions, if not you know billions, of people die in the very first you know month or two of the tribulation. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. could get that. It could get that messy. Yeah. You start talking about nukes, and that becomes a very real possibility. 
Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And the um, the the preparedness um, person's soul is the most important thing because you have to be ready at all times for um, you know not what hour he's coming. Jesus is coming. Um, so um, what what's uh, what's 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 going on with the um, uh, European Union? You have a check on that, or even if the, if not. Uh, what about the uh, economies of the world? Do you expect those th- things to um, crash or, or or stay stable? I believe that they all. I believe they'll all stay stable until um, you know the restrainers taken out of the way. Uh, because it says, I'm looking forward. It's in. Uh, I like the one in Luke 17. It talks about. Uh, let's see where it is here. Maybe it's 21. Sorry. Um, you know, it just says that uh, it'll be like the days of no, it'll be like the days of Lot. They're uh, buying, selling, building, giving in marriage, um, you know, doing all that stuff. So I really expect a normal day when all this kicks off. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, the the economies are extremely unstable, but I don't think that we're going to see bank runs and all this kind of stuff before that day comes, you know, the day of the Lord. Um, yeah. I, I really believe that uh, that will be part of the, you know, destruction that comes on that day. Uh-huh. Um, and up and up until then, I, I really expect it to be normal, uh, you know, at least within some kind of reason. We're going to have, uh, you know, inflation and famines and food prices going up, gas prices going up. But it's not going to be so much that it's going to cost you a day's wages just to eat, you know, like Revelation yeah. said. Yeah, I don't think that's coming until after that day comes. So, so, um, so in other words, in other per, in other words, people are going to be watching Nicki Minaj on um, 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 uh, American Idol, and people are going to watch the, the playoffs and, and, and the football. Absolutely, and people are going to be going to school and cooking and eating, talking about what they're going to put on their turkey, and all of this other stuff. And um, out of nowhere, it's going to look like a normal day. Yeah, right. Well, look at change. how many times. Yeah, look at how many times Jesus said he was going to come like a thief. You know, it's multiple times yeah. in the New Testament. Yeah. How is he going to come like a thief if you have a giant crash, like a giant market crash, or you have Iran, you know, blockade the Straits of Hormuz and you know run gas prices up to ten dollars a gallon? You know, that's yeah. not coming like a thief. That's like, oh man, that's in Revelation, so that means it's here. Yeah. You know, he's going to he's going to surprise just about everybody. Um, yeah, even with, 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 the, with the exception <laughs> of the real, the real launchers, I think it's yeah, the real Thessalonians. Yeah. yeah, First Thessalonians five four says, "You brethren are not in darkness that this day yeah, shall right. overtake you as a thief." Yep. So if you're really watching, I mean, I I don't uh, I used to try and date set and figure out, and everybody had a theory and all this stuff, but yeah. I really got away from that. But you can absolutely see the season. Yeah. The season is staring us in the face. And, you know, anybody that's watching, you know, if the rapture happens in the next 20 minutes and we get up there, nobody should be like, oh, man, that totally surprised me. Yeah. It you know, should, should have been like, oh, man, I saw that coming. I just didn't know what day. Yeah. You just, yeah. You just didn't know what day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that but makes it's, it's here. Yeah. That's going to be a glorious day. Um, oh, can't even imagine. Yeah, I have not seen and ear has not heard the things that uh, uh, await those that love God. I'm sorry I'm butchering that verse, but I got half of it. 
<laughs> well, amen, amen, amen. Well, this oh, you is, know what? Uh, I just uh, I just got a text that uh, you know Obama and Mitt Romney are going to be doing their uh, debate tonight. Oh, is it tonight? And, uh, yeah, it's tonight. And as much as I would like to see uh, you know the country get put back on course, it ain't yeah. happening. You know, yeah. uh, no, Obama is a judgment against this country, and there's no way that you know the, the guy's going to get taken out by this guy who's got all the the financial answers and all the uh, you know kind of restore back to a somewhat Christian mentality kind of thing. I know the guy's a Mormon, but yeah. um, you know I think Obama's got it in the bag. You know he's got people, dudes, and. Just, it, it's a sad state because it shows how how deceived people really are, and uh, yeah. you know just how easily people are just kind of giving themselves over to thinking that this guy's going to save the world. Well, be really, careful! Be yeah, careful! Yeah, you might be uh, you might you might be considered a racist. <laughs> uh, I, I don't care. How am I a racist? I'm I know, <laughs> right? I, you know, all last year, I went, I went to a black church for uh, for months and months. You know, so I mean, racist, whatever. Amen. I get so tired of that garbage. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, it's like that's the crutch. I mean, if you if you yeah. talk about the, well, so what what do they say about me? I'm a black. I'm, a, I'm a Uncle Tom. I mean, uh, this guy man is just he's he's into socialism. He's not even he's not even if you can ask the NAACP, he's not even he's not even more he's not even loyal to the African American race. I mean, right. go figure. Uh, <laughs> it just amazing. it just picks me off, man. <laughs> it's just so amazing. I. I saw that video the other day that uh, it's funny, but it's so sad at the same time. You know that lady up in Cleveland? She's like, I got Obama phone. Everybody, everybody <laughs> minority know that Obama will stay in president. You know? I mean, yeah, it's, so, it's so hilarious, but at the same time, you're like, wow, man, our country is screwed. It is over. Yeah. What about if that all, one? If that's all it takes. Yeah, I know, right? What about that one lady when he first, before he got elected, she was, they were doing an interview and she had like four kids and she says, Obama, I'm both for Obama, he's going to give me a new house. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. I was yeah. <laughs> Go but pick it, man. Um, here's another thing. I know we talked about the whole mark of the beast. Well, if you look at the, uh, if you look at this whole entitlement mentality that everybody's in, Mm-hmm. You know, they got this mindset that, okay, I can just kick back and relax and rely on the government. They're going to give me money for, uh, you know, my groceries, my my uh, my baby's milk and my diapers and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so everybody's just looking to the government like, oh, man, just, you know, keep it coming. And, you know, they, they feel like Romney is going to try and take all that away, so they're just yeah. going to put Obama right back in and yeah. keep the uh, – you know, keep the milk and honey flowing. And um, what happens when the day comes where the government says, oh, well, um, you know, if you want to keep getting your uh, your government assistance, you got to take this mark. They yeah, just jump on exactly. board immediately. Yeah. It's, it's totally just conditioning them that, you know, uh, you can have all this free stuff, but eventually it's going to cost you. you know, it, was free for, it was free for a while, but. You know, there's no jobs out there, and if you want to keep your money coming, then you're gonna to have to take this mark, and people are gonna line right up. Yeah. Pretty or much. 
Yeah, pretty much. And uh, if you don't take, if you take the mark, you're going to hell. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, do you believe that that mark? You believe that that mark has something to do with altering the DNA and things like that? Because I've heard that before. I'm just kind of curious what you think. Uh, I I did come across a video uh, on YouTube, and it was from some government um, something or other. I I forget who, but. They said that they isolated some gene that they called like the religious gene or the God gene or something, and they made it sound like they were maybe talking about Muslims. And they said that um, they isolated this gene where they can turn this thing off, and all of a sudden people stop acting like you know crazy fundamental people or whatever. Yeah, I heard um, about that. Yeah. Right. So if you, if I mean, you know, they're not talking about Muslims. They're really talking about Christians. Well, yeah. if you take that and you apply that to the mark of the beast, if you put that and associate with the mark of the beast, well, if if there's some chemical in there or whatever that can they can release to, you know, turn off your God gene or turn off your um, your your desire to have a fundamental, you know, desire for God, it's like well, you no longer have the the will or the uh, mental capacity to even choose God. So by taking the mark. And taking that thing that shuts off your God gene or your whatever you want to call it, then you know it's like messing with your chemistry. It's messing with your brain waves. You're messing with something going on in there where you're not able to come to God. You're not able to to cry out to God for deliverance. So by taking that, not only are you uh, showing your allegiance to the system, but you know you're also taking on that thing that is literally turning off your ability to, to repent. Yeah, yeah. So if, if, they're, if they're using that and they're associating that, then, I mean, it goes a lot deeper than just, uh, you know, declaring your, your allegiance. It goes a lot deeper than that to the point where it's literally shutting off your conscience. You know? Wow, yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. So, so what do you think about... Um, the Bible has a list of in Revelations it talks about the drunkard and the whoremonger and all this. What do you think about the drugs? I saw I was listening to um uh, uh the radio um, on my way to the store and uh and they were talking about legalizing marijuana and 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 then they were also talking about marijuana and they're passing I think they're gonna be passing a bill here pretty soon is to actually declare that you're intoxicated when you get pulled over. So my question quickly is, do you think that when the Bible says that the pharmaceutical, it calls it pharmacy, pharmacy, yeah, pharmacia, um, do you think that the the, the Antichrist or the world government is going to legalize drugs so it can can put people to really lure people to sleep? Um, So... So they would actually take the mark and go to hell. I mean, what do you think about that? Well, uh, you can already see that they're, uh, you know, legalizing the medical marijuana. But uh, what's what's much more subtle is that even in the church, people are drugged up on everything for depression, yeah. anxiety, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. drugs to go to sleep, drugs to wake up, you know, everything yeah. under the sun. Yeah. So um, I've studied deliverance and. I know this is controversial, but I do believe that uh, a Christian can have an unclean spirit. Um, you know, and I, I would say if you want to argue that and tell me how Paul, uh, you know, had a thorn in his flesh, which was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. How do you have a messenger of Satan in your flesh? 
if it's not an unclean spirit. So all the, all these people, you know, they're letting in uh, uh, all this pharmacia, all these drugs, all these mind-altering things, and what those do is they tear down your defenses. They they kick the door wide open, and then all those uh, all those spirits or whatever are inviting all their buddies in. So then, you know, not only are you not getting healed of your depression, you're only kind of drowning it out, but then you're taking on other things to go with it, whether it's anxiety or sleeplessness or... You know, look at all the look at all the symptoms that they list off when they're doing these drug commercials. They're saying, well, you can have, uh, you know, a chronic cough and sleeplessness and diarrhea and suicide. You know, <laughs> yeah. When 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 you're taking a drug that is doing that, you're letting in a suicide spirit. And I I know this from personal experience. Part of the way that I got saved was a friend of mine was so drugged up because he started doing pot. You know, started smoking pot when he was young. Well, it opened all the doors to to pills and LSD and acid, and eventually he got to, uh, you know, he tried everything short of heroin, I think, and then uh-huh. that suicide spirit got on him, and yeah. he was just so tormented, he ended up killing himself. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the enemy wants you so drugged up because it is such a stronghold for the enemy that people can't even get in their right mind to even understand the gospel. Yeah. Part of my testimony, part of my testimony is that God delivered me from nine years of drinking. I was an alcoholic so much that I was drinking five or six days a week. The only reason it wasn't seven was because I was hungover and I had to recover just so I could, <laughs> you know, I had to take a break. But yeah. God delivered me from that alcohol addiction in a single day, so that I was able to think clearly to even understand the gospel. So when you got these people drugged up on everything, they can't even think straight even understand that they need Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's totally the, the system. They've replaced Jesus with psychiatry and counseling and pills. And yeah. that is definitely a way that the enemy is just dragging people away to hell. Amen. Amen. Do you, um, on the road, when you're on the road, do you fellowship with various Christians from your computer? Uh, not so much from my computer, but I do have people that I call. And, uh, you know, even in in anticipation of my divorce and all the trials that I was going through, the Lord yeah. put some very, uh, some very connected, well, some very uh, spiritually connected people. Um, the the people that He put in my life hear very clearly from the Lord. So you know, I can sit there and I can fellowship with people that, you know, not only can they sit there and talk about prophecy, but you know, they can also talk about. Um, you know, well, the Lord told me this this morning, or the Lord told me that, or, uh, you know, I had a dream. Uh, check this out. Uh, the two the two friends that I talk to the most often, Steve and Lance, what's up, fellas? Um, they, uh, you know, one of them uh, was talking to me the other morning, and he said, man, I just got startled awake by this dream. I, uh, I had this door slam in my face, and I felt like the wind from it just blow into my face. And when he told me that, immediately I thought of Matthew 25, the ten virgins. You know, because there's five wise, five foolish, the five that are wise have the oil, which represents the Holy Spirit, and the five foolish didn't. So what I took away from that was that, you know, when the door is slammed in their face, they're standing outside knocking and saying, Lord, Lord, let us in. And he's like, depart from me. I don't even know you. Wow. And, uh, you know, that also goes hand in hand. Uh, 
I think through that, I also discovered that, you know, the, the ark that, you know, is the rapture, the ark, uh, you know, where we're taken, like, you know, it's like the days of Noah. When we're taken away in the ark, it's the same door, you know, that God closed for Noah is the same door as the 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 five wives and the five foolish virgins. So he told yeah. me about that dream. It was just really brief. It's the door slammed in his face. But you know, when I talked to my other friend later that day, he had the exact same dream. Wow. And then on the following Sunday, my pastor at church was preaching on Matthew 25. Uh -huh. So, dude, the door is about to close, and if you're not on the right side of it, uh, you know, the Bible says you're going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, uh, you know, they'll be cast into outer darkness. And I've considered that before. You know, a lot of people... I've heard people put forth the theory that there's some kind of like outer darkness where you're just sent off to float in space all by yourself and it's lonely and cold and just outer darkness. But if yeah. you think about it, you know, when it says that they're cast into outer darkness, doesn't it say that the tribulation is going to be like total spiritual darkness? Yeah. And any anybody who's left behind is going to be weeping and gnashing their teeth. Yeah, um, pretty much. So there, the, the outer darkness is going to be, well, one, you're outside of the marriage supper of the land. You're not going to be in there partying and enjoying fellowship and Jesus and everything. You're going to be in the outer darkness, weeping and gnashing your teeth, because you have to figure out how not to die for seven years. Yeah. Well, that's immediate, weeping and gnashing your teeth, but there is a hell, and it's hot, and then we'll be weeping oh. and gnashing your teeth there. Um but uh, what is um, I guess we're running out of time because I got a, uh, another person coming on. But yeah. I, I, if I can get you on again, really soon to continue on, bro, because I got um, I'm pretty sure there's thousands of questions we can any thousands of directions we we can go in. So if you're not busy sometime in the near future, uh, I'd love to have you back on, bro. Yeah, and I can I can try and do it from the road. It just worked out nicely that I'm at home tonight. Oh, so yeah, uh, amen. Amen. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, I look forward to it. Okay. All right. Uh, well, thank you for coming on, bro. Yeah, man. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and take a break, and um, we'll be right back. And, um, by the way, the first commercial on, on here um, does not exist. The radio show does not exist in the form that it is, but I, I, I didn't take it off. So I apologize for that. I'll be back. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture an American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson... Uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program. And I think once people realize that that's on now live, Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. Uh, that guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Warning. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's A-N, AN 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 AN
future and host Bill Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on the Prophecy Zone. What is the new world order? The people who are talking about the new world order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible and we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. Hey, Philly, hey, Philly. Yeah, we're here. Hey, I'm you. Oh, you're you're actually on live. I was waiting for a commercial, man, and it didn't it didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sound good. Yeah, yeah. At first, at first you're you're muffled, but you're okay now. Stand by. All right, all right. These commercials are not literally playing, so I'm gonna just gonna get ahead and start talking because these. So uh, Blog Talk is probably having some technical difficulties, so um, we're gonna go ahead and just uh, continue on. But um, I like to say thank you to Fire Charger for coming on tonight. We're waiting for Rebecca to call in. Rebecca Scott. Uh, now, in the meantime, um, I, I apologize because I did not send her a, a reminder. Um, she and I might have told her to come call in five minutes after. So uh, I have no idea. I got a bad memory. I'm 43 years old now. So <laughs> you guys have to cut me some slack. Um, but um, let me see if this. I'll be right back. Yeah, we're having technical difficulties even on the switchboard. I hope she can actually get in. But um, if she can't, then we're going to have Brother uh, Andy to stay on a little bit longer, and we're going to be continuing on uh, talking about Bible prophecy. We're going to have to get her on a little bit later. 
because uh, no, nothing's working on the switchboard, not one thing. Um, so hold on for a second. Uh, nothing's working, not even. So she might not be able to get in, because I got I got I got Andy muted, and and, and he and I can still hear him. So something's wrong. So what I'm gonna do is reboot this uh, this uh, switchboard and see what happens then. But since we are on Skype, I shouldn't hang up. So the, the switchboard's just been muted. So let's see if commercial works. So we'll be right back. Hmm. That's crazy. So nothing's working. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, Bible prophecy and uh, and go from there. Huh. Okay, Andy, you there? Yeah, we're still yeah, we're gonna go ahead and, and, and go into. I see her phone number. If not, we we I'm pretty sure she'll we get her again a little bit later. But yeah, man. Um, so sorry about the the mix up. <laughs> Everybody out okay, there. Okay. Yeah, with what it would hopefully um, she'll call in. But yeah, man. So speaking about um, Bible prophecy, what 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 else is on your radar? Um, that you see happening uh, as far as the church is concerned. Um, you did any study on the church and found out that there's a specific condition that the church will be in uh, in the last days and also the, the final generation. Uh, so there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a parallel between the church and the, and the, and, uh, and the unsaved world. But it, it, at some points they're dissecting. You know, uh, it seems like the church is getting more like the the world itself. Uh, you, you have anything on that? Yeah, it just goes back to the whole uh, Laodicean thing. Uh, you know, they say uh, we're we're rich and have need of nothing, but we're God's uh, we're really poor, wretched, poor and naked. So, um, so we're just—I'm kind of—I'm kind of feedback. Is that on my side of yours? Uh, no, I don't have any feedback unless it's coming from um, the buttons that I already pushed a long time ago, which <laughs> everything stopped playing by now. So I don't yeah, think yeah, it's on, yeah, yeah. on this microphone. Yeah, I'm just trying to hear myself on that. But oh, yeah, you are? The, the, the church has just become so worldly, and there's nothing that really separates the church from the world. So when people look at the church, they say, well, why should I even bother? They're not any different than we are. They don't have any different... Uh, uh, you know, they don't have anything better than what we got. They're all getting divorced, and they're all killed, and they're all depressed, and they're all, you know, chasing money and, and chasing prosperity. So, you know, the world looks at the church, and they don't see anything enticing about it. Yeah. The, the church doesn't have the peace that they're supposed to have. They don't have the power that they're supposed to have. Yeah. So, when the, when the outside world is looking in, they're like, why bother? You know, I, I the same thing out here. Well, at least they think. Well, that's why I'm pursuing, uh, you know, the things like the, the, the power that the apostles have. I, you know, I don't, I don't claim that I'm ever going to be an apostle, but when you look at what Jesus taught his disciples, 
talk them to walk them out. And there's a verse, I think it's in First Corinthians, maybe 420, it says the kingdom of God is not in words, but in power. Yeah. There's, uh, there's another, uh, the, I think it's First Corinthians 2, and 4, Paul says, my speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. So, I mean, those are the things that the church is supposed to have. That's what the church is supposed to operate in. Because, you know, when people are getting healed, when people are getting set free from, you know, their addictions and from their uh, depression and all that stuff, that's what's supposed to draw people in because that's what Jesus did when he was walking around. Yeah. He was was set free. And they'd say, oh, well, you're good. I believe you're the Savior. I'm going to follow you. But yeah. you know, the, the world, they don't see that today. They don't see any power in the church. So they're like, whatever, I'm going to go find that spot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a lot of um, a lot of dancing with the world in the church. Oh, these yeah. Days. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you, see, uh, you see all these big churches, they got their drama and whatever. Um, I saw somebody doing a... Uh, some like three of Michael Jackson's thriller things on the same picture and shirt. I went to a, uh, I went to a makeup workshop in Columbus one time to see Terry Sanders. And they had, uh, they had this giant worship party, must have been 15 to 20 people. They had like a giant light show and smoke. And while they were doing all that, they were like dramatizing up above the stage, like it was some kind of rock concert spectacle or something. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like these, these are supposed to be people that are getting baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin to um, uh, set themselves apart. I guess I'm going to follow the people from the service Jesus. Yeah, they're getting baptized at, at you know, the rock concert. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, the church is all, and, you know, the seeds and all of the wrong things. Uh, there's nothing in there that shows just the power that he brought the when he came to die. Uh, uh, it is the freedom of the Christ that the church is supposed to have. Yeah. That's just a sad state. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, I think you're echoing a little bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm hearing that. I'm trying to figure out if you got yours. I can't. I, I I shut off all the um, all the blog talk channels and all of that stuff. And I I, I like to apologize. Um, I'm thinking, uh, unless there's another email from my 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 guest, uh, I, I kind of see the error that that was made by my part. So uh, I'm pretty sure I, she'll come back on next week or or even this week sometime. But I, once again, I apologize for that. Um, so. Uh, I don't I don't know what the what the what the problem is. It might be on blog talks here. Or maybe it's even my speakers are too close to the mic. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I can't see the problem myself. Um uh, let me try well, let me try one thing. Uh, I'm trying to see maybe there's an extra speaker on vibrating with the but I don't see it, so Okay. So um so tell, you might as well just give me your testimony, man. What you um, just t- tell me about what you've been 
Um, so what 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 is what is God leading you for the future? What is he what is he wanting you and what is he what do you feel like he's leading you to or you just don't you know unclear you? Well, I feel uh, you can hear me right here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was messing yeah. with the microphone there. Right. I mean, uh, you know, since I, since I got released from the, the you know, my, my memory, um, I went through a 40 day fast, and a lot of it I was just saying, hey, Lord, uh, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. You know, I just want the best that you have for me, and uh, you know, use me however you want. And, and you know, there's, there's a lot more to it. I learned a lot of things in that fast. But he also. Uh, made it clear to me that I would begin to walk in this uh, healing and deliverance. So, you know, I'm doing the YouTube thing. I'm still trying to focus on some uh, prophecy kind of stuff. But just because of my job, it's really hard to crank out the videos like I want to. Yeah. And also, the prophecy movement was coming out so fast. I mean, you'd have to make six videos a day just to pick up and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I said in a video recently, you know, if you're not watching yourself, you can't rely on people like like me and like you or like you know, some of these other people that are doing prompting channels. Yeah. Because you have to have an understanding and be able to understand the signs yourself. You can't, you know, sit around hoping that somebody's going to explain it all for you. You have to have a confident understanding of the Bible yourself. I know yeah. people are learning, but at the same time, you can't, uh, you can't just look to somebody else and do all your studies for you and just present it to you in a quick, you know, five or ten hour video. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm doing the YouTube thing, and uh, I'm just, I'm really looking to uh, do a more kind of boots on the ground kind of thing where you're just trying to try to see people in the church, trying to see people get healed there, trying to see people get free from. You know, things that have been tormented for a long time. And not only that, but it's taken some loss, too. Um, I haven't always been very good about, you know, witnessing people um, you know, face-to-face. Yeah. But, you know, it's something that's working on for you. Where, uh, I don't know, you've got to be able to, to witness wherever you go. Uh, I, I love what the Lord's been doing through YouTube because, because I never, never... Yeah. 
Naturally, I did not want to speak in front of people, yet the Lord has put me on YouTube. And I yeah. heard that the gospel to not only thousands, but probably standing or hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I make a preacher one time, I preach the gospel one time, and then he goes down there and he gets placed thousands of times. Yeah. You know, that's still a about love. But, um, so I'm still up to do the YouTube thing, still trying to, you know, really reach people that way, because you can see that people don't come to church, so you got to go to other people. People, you know, on Sunday morning are sitting in front of their computer in their underwear, so that's where you got to take off the phone. And, uh, yeah, they're going to get around this stuff in the net, so, you know, you get time to get off the phone. Um, yeah. uh, so I'm doing, I'm doing, but, uh, so, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, What's that? Uh, there's a brother that I watch on YouTube. Uh, he's got a uh, powerful healing ministry. Uh, uh, he told me just last week, he told me to get my passport because this guy goes around the world, uh, you know, international and teaching this stuff and making disciples. So, uh, looking forward to being part of that. You know, maybe getting recycled by maybe going overseas and teaching other people this kind of stuff. And and just seeing the uh, church start the power that Jesus did before. Yeah. So yeah. um, um wow. and I know a lot of the church, a lot of the religious types get rejected and they'll say, Oh well, you know, the gift of the early church or church. Uh, yeah. uh, that's our our thing. But, um, yeah. Um, I, hey, bro. Uh, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what it is. Uh, do you have a Do you have an, a phone you can call back on? Yeah, I tried yeah. to do that earlier. I'll go ahead and uh, I'll call you back on myself. Yeah, because this is cutting out. On. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll uh, call you right now. All right. All right. I'm gonna go to commercial. Thanks. Okay. You know how many times I've tried to go to a commercial and it has not worked? This is the first time in three years this has happened. But um, uh, the, the world would like to see uh, uh, Israel not exist. It says, um, Kissinger's U.S. intelligence community endorsed world without Israel. And we know that in the Bible it talks about pushing Israel out into the sea. Of course, they want to try to do that, but uh, God will uh, prevail, and he will uh, be uh, Israel's defender. Israel, like Benjamin Netanyahu said, will always exist. That's what he said. He's almost hunting them in a clean way. You got to love the guy. The guy says, Israel will always exist, regardless if you like it or not. And he read passages from Genesis and he read passages all the way up through Jesus' time, and he was saying that no matter what you try to do to Israel, we will exist. And then he used current-day uh, uh, illustrations of, um, uh, you know, 1967, 1973, um, times where, where God... Uh, Excuse me. Uh, wait, hold on for a second, bro. 
No, not yet. I don't see you. I don't see you yet. Wait, hold on. That's my guess. I got a uh, Facebook chat room open, but I can't see anything because I got my port laptop in the way. But God will be victorious for Israel, and that is the case. And we know that Jesus. 